Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 251. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. The brain is very adaptable and can be shaped in many ways. This is called plasticity, and it means that it's never too late to change our mind. The way we go about exercising our brain is not a singular path. There's not one best way to exercise our brain, but there's a lot of different ways to train our brain so it can work more optimally for us. So, What are some ways to exercise our brain? What are some daily mind stretches to shape our minds into a six-pack? Number one, visualize your ideal future. Picture a ship being pushed around by a stormy sea. Now imagine the captain of that ship has no map, no compass, no destination. 
it's a safe bet to assume that the ship won't last very long out at sea. This is very similar to our lives, when we have no map, no compass, no destination. We simply float out at sea, clinging on to the hope that we'll run into something at some point. Luckily, we can build the blueprint of our future ideal by practicing and focusing on seven pillars. Peace of mind, physical fitness, close relationships, financial freedom, worthy ideals, self-knowledge, and personal fulfillment. For peace of mind, we need to think about the things we need to eliminate in our lives in order to live in harmony with our innermost self and values. We need to ask ourselves, what would my highest self-concept look like? For physical fitness, we need to ask ourselves, how exactly would I look and feel? For relationships, if we could design them, what would we want more or less of? For financial freedom, we should be specific with how much we want to be earning in one, five, or ten years from now. We need to ask ourselves, how am I going to get there? What will it take? For worthy ideals, this involves the activities that give us our greatest sense of purpose in life. For example, think back, what are some of the accomplishments that have made you the happiest in the past? For self-knowledge, this is about understanding how well we know our own motivations. And lastly, personal fulfillment. This is the certainty that we're moving toward realizing our full potential. Going through this list as a continual exercise allows us to have a vivid imagination of our ideal future in each area of our lives that we can work towards every day. Number two, reinforce your sense of control. This allows us to feel more confident and helps us to shift our attitude. Scientists assert that people are either internally focused, meaning they feel in charge of their fate and are able to change things, or are externally focused, meaning they believe they're helpless and blame others for what happens to them. To focus internally, we need to always consider what we can do to make changes and achieve our goals. Let's say that your company advertises a job and you want to apply to that job. However, the position requires an MBA. Let's say you don't have an MBA. Instead of criticizing the company, you could talk to the HR manager about possible alternatives. Another tactic to regain control, especially when we're afraid of failing, is to prepare ourselves for everything that could go wrong. For example, let's say that we're stressed out about what could go wrong during a presentation. Things like the file not opening or forgetting a critical part of the speech. In our mind, we need to rehearse how we would handle each situation. This helps to prove to ourselves 
that we are equipped to handle even the worst case scenarios and boost our confidence. Being in control also makes us feel really good. When we are confident we can deal with a situation, our brain releases reward hormones like dopamine instead of stress hormones. This helps to ultimately lift our mood. So the next time you may be struggling with fear or worrying, focus on your sense of control. Number three, instead of obsessing about the things you don't have, say thank you for what you do. Leaning into gratitude has a powerful way of shifting our lives. We need to be grateful for the things we have achieved and the things we have. We need to acknowledge our success. It is almost impossible to experience negative emotions when we are thankful for what we have. If we always want what others have, we will never have enough. We will always want more. It's an endless cycle and one that will never lead to a life of happiness. Practicing gratitude allows us to appreciate all that we've been working for. It sparks positive emotions. It allows us to feel alive. It allows us to capture everything that we've done in this life. It gives us a window into appreciating our efforts and taking the opportunity to enjoy them. It allows us to appreciate adversity and build a stronger relationship with ourselves. When I was younger, I had a nasty habit of looking externally and always mentally grabbing onto the things that I wanted, that I didn't have. I lived in this constant hamster wheel of going after crap that had no actual meaning to me or value to my life. I created a mindset that tried to live a life of abundance, not an abundance of happiness, rather a mindset of abundance filler. I now spend every day being thankful for the life that I have, the opportunities that I have, the people I know, the people that I'm able to engage with. Constantly reminding myself of these things allows me to make a priority to surround myself with more of it, more happiness. I want more than anything for each of you to really think about that. Number four, embrace visualization techniques to increase memory and concentration. In the book Limitless by Jim Quick, he expands on the fact that concentration is like a muscle. The more we exercise it, the stronger it gets. And a way that we can pump it up is by picturing an object of our focus as a glowing ball of light. So for example, if we're having a conversation. That conversation is the glowing ball. When our attention starts to drift, refocus on the bright light. We need to act as if nothing else matters or exists. And this practice is what's known as a visualization technique. These techniques help us to increase our concentration skills. On top of helping with concentration, they can help us memorize things. See, many people think they have either a good memory or a bad memory. The key 
is that we need to shift that understanding and think of our memory as a trained memory or an untrained memory. So you may be wondering, how do I train my memory? The key is visual imagery. So let's take a closer look at how this works and break down an example. Consider the following words, fire hydrant, balloon, battery, barrel, board, and diamond. Now, if you were asked to memorize this list, how would you approach it? I'm sure most of you listening would do so by repeating the words over and over again. But this method is very ineffective. It leads to us forgetting what we learned shortly after repeating things. So, what's the alternative? What's more effective? Try creating a crazy story about the words. For example, maybe the fire hydrant is being carried into the air by balloons, but the balloons are being popped by batteries, and those batteries sit in huge barrels. The whole contraption, batteries inside of barrels aimed at balloons, is launched in the air by a big board, like a seesaw. And finally, that board is being propped by a huge diamond. Now, this might all seem a bit strange and crazy, but these words are now cemented in our minds. Much more effective than simply repeating the words. A similar tactic can be used when preparing for a presentation. And this tactic is called the loci method. And here's how you can leverage it. First, identify the 10 key points you want to talk about. Next, imagine a place or a room you know well and consider a path through it. Now, Assign each of your talking points to a different object or place in the room. So, for example, maybe your bedroom lamp represents your keynote. Lastly, practice your presentation using the walkthrough of your locations or loci as a guide. With a well-trained memory, we're well on our way to learning a new language, giving great presentations, or simply becoming a well-versed expert. Number five, practice the power of perception. In the book, Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, one of my favorite books, he shares an interesting story about the boxer Reuben Hurricane Carter, who's accused of a triple homicide. He was innocent. Even though this was the case, he was given three life sentences and sent to prison. What's interesting is that he still had a choice. He could give up his power and accept the situation, or he could hold on to his power despite the situation and act like the innocent individual he was. Luckily, he chose the path of power. He did this a few different ways. When he entered the prison, he announced to the warden that he refused to be treated like a prisoner. Now, he might have not physically had the ability to walk free. He confirmed to himself that he would never be powerless. See, he still had the power over his perception. 
he still had the power over his choice. He refused to see himself as a prisoner. And because of this, he acted accordingly. He used his time in prison to study history, philosophy, the law, anything and everything that would help him overturn his case. Carter entered the prison at the young age of 29. He left when he was 49. When his case was finally overturned, he spent 19 years in prison. Now, most people would think that those 19 years were stolen, but not Carter. He refused to say he was powerless. Sure, he was in a horrible place, but he always was in control, in control of his choices, his thoughts, his reactions, his perception. What's amazing is that we all possess this very power. Sure, people may betray us, we may be dealt a crummy hand, or we may face setbacks after setbacks. But in all of these situations and more, we have the power of our perception. The two questions we need to constantly ask ourselves, how will we choose to see the situation? How will we choose to react? Good and bad are simply concepts that we impose. It's the story that we tell ourselves that makes it good or bad or anything in between. The story that we tell ourselves or don't is entirely up to us. This is the power of perception, an exercise we all should adopt. Anytime we are faced with an obstacle, we need to ask ourselves, how will I perceive this obstacle? So to recap, number one, visualize your ideal future. When we have no map, no compass, no destination, we simply float out at sea, clinging onto the hope that we'll run into something at some point. Luckily, we can build the blueprint of our future ideal by practicing and focusing on seven key pillars. Peace of mind, physical fitness, close relationships, financial freedom, worthy ideals, self-knowledge, and personal fulfillment. Number two, reinforce your sense of control. We need to be internally focused, meaning that we feel in charge of our fate and are able to change things. When we are confident we can deal with a situation, our brain releases reward hormones like dopamine instead of stress hormones. This helps to ultimately lift our mood. Number three, instead of obsessing about the things you don't have, say thank you for what you do. Leaning into gratitude has a powerful way of shifting our lives. We need to be grateful for the things we have achieved and the things we have. We need to acknowledge our success. It is almost impossible to experience negative emotions when we are thankful for what we have. If we always want what others have, we will never have enough. Number four, embrace visualization techniques to increase memory and concentration. Concentration is like a muscle. The more we exercise it, the stronger it gets. Picture an object of our focus as a glowing ball of light. Many people 
think that they have either a good memory or a bad memory. The key is that we need to shift that understanding and think of our memory as a trained memory or an untrained memory. The key is visual imagery. With a well-trained memory, we are well on our way to learning a new language, giving great presentations, or simply becoming a well-versed expert. And number five, practice the power of perception. People may betray us, we may be dealt a crummy hand, or we may face setback after setback. But in all of these situations and more, we have the power of our perception. The two questions we need to constantly ask ourselves, how will we choose to see the situation? How will we choose to react? Good and bad are simply concepts that we impose. It's the story that we tell ourselves that makes it good or bad or anything in between. This week's shout out is by Design by Linka, who sent me a DM on Instagram. I love your podcast. It has made me feel more at peace and motivated than most things. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into five ways to exercise your brain. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a legacy division.